Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Some exchange betting companies run short-lived promotions, like months-long offers of low commission. At BetDAG, we wanted to change the way we did things, so we set our commission at 2% permanently. That's 2% on football, horse racing, golf, almost any sport. 2%. That's just one way that BetDAG is changing for the better. For the better, like you. BetDAG, the 2% commission exchange. Over 18s only, please gamble responsibly. Sunderland drew yesterday with Scunthorpe 1-1 and as a fan base we are all in frustrations. That doesn't even make sense. We're all frustrated. That's what I'm trying to say. We're in the throes of frustration. Yeah, there we are. Nice nice word. Yeah, fuck the start-up. I'm just going <laughs> to leave it in. Why not? Roll Why not? It. Yeah. It's going to be live, uncut. Yeah, we've got a, a podcast debut. We do. Yeah. Do you want Hello. to introduce yourself? Yes, my name's Josh, and I've been brought in uh, for quite a humorous reason, if Go you on. want to explain to the you people. You can do that. That could be your debut. Um, well, yeah, he's been, uh, is it Johnny? Johnny stuck yeah, in the uh, stuck in the disabled toilets. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's quite an introduction to Roker Report for me, Yeah. Um, to see what you guys get up to yeah, yeah. on a Sunday evening. Johnny was, um, number one, I mean, I think really we have to dissect this a little bit more. Uh, yeah, this, need, this needs a further report. <laughs> Sunday evening. Mm. Yep. It's, it's It was about half four, uh, roughly yes, when he, when yeah, he yeah. rang, yeah. Uh, to say it was locked. And the university is empty. There is, there is literally about 10 people in the building. So why did he feel the need to go into a disabled toilet when there is a perfectly functioning, regular toilet yeah. next door? The guy likes his privacy. Yeah. I know, but... <laughs> like, <laughs> what? You can go too far. Yeah, I mean, I understand. On a, on a, on a Monday, I was saying this before, on a Monday morning... If I get into work and, you know, I can't be bothered with the hustle and bustle of the cubicles, I could go in the disabled toilet. I'm yeah. happy to do that. But on a Sunday, there's nobody there. Why would you? No. So, no, we'll I'm, well, in the year 2022, when Johnny's finally released from his, <laughs> yeah. from his disabled blue prison, then we will... Um, uh, we will... We'll do a podcast on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll, 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 we'll interview him. It'll <laughs> be like, uh, what's that film where the guy gets stuck on the mountain and has to cut his own arm off? Oh, 127 hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That we'll do that with Johnny. Johnny we'll, we'll, yeah, we'll like interview him. It's going to be documentaries on Johnny, yeah, yeah, yeah. the man yeah. stuck in the disabled loo, and he's going to talk about his experiences. Yeah. It's a big Hollywood deal. Yeah, it's going to be all like, like all overgrown and unruly, like, like big <laughs> yeah. rag beard, and these like sort of these like thousand yard stare eyes. It'll be but the thing be is, I mean, he's got, he's got water in there. He's yes. got a toilet in there yes. as well. Yeah. The only issue is, I mean, hopefully, if if he blocked the toilet. Then you oh, have some issues. Yeah. Don't even want to think about that. Yeah. For a number the, of reasons. The hygiene wouldn't be great. No. Um, 
I reckon he'll descend quite rapidly into savagery if that way gets blocked <laughs> up like that. <laughs> yeah. Starts fancying the sink. Yeah. 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 Uh, Connor Bromley in Animal Farm last week. Now I've got Johnny Goldsmith in Lord of the Flies. I'm yeah. just going to like... <laughs> the poor lad. I'm expecting yeah. him to like break out there like yeah. his hair <laughs> well, pulled so. out. And, yeah. Because yeah. I mean, imagine if he had to spend the night. I suppose mm-hmm. he wouldn't. They'd ring the fire brigade, wouldn't they? Yeah. But uh, what an embarrassing story though. And we've just told to get everyone. the fire brigade. Yeah. Yeah. What's going to happen is, is tonight he's going to message that. Oh, he didn't mention the. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, let's get back to official matters here. Um, so, firstly, BetDAC sponsorship. Uh, there were four winners for the score prediction competition, which were at Chris Ditch, at Keith SCFC nineteen eighty, Callum Bradfield, and Neil Macbeth. Good seeing him, that. Yeah, it's good Beth, so yeah. that's nice. Glad well you won. So I quite gets... like the Shakespearean novel. So, you know, yeah. or is it, is it a play? It's I don't recall. Play, I it is a play. Think. Yes, it is a play. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yeah. It is. Go literature. Yeah. But actually, not literature because it. it's a play, is it? Mm-hmm. So, would it count uh, as literature? That's, that's, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it counts. Yeah. Well, here on, the, here on Roker Report, uh, the actual game itself is the third most important aspect behind Johnny being in the loo in classical literature. Yeah, Johnny's locked, though. Yeah. He's basically, he's in, um, oh, what's the word? When in prison, they put you in there when you'd be naughty. Solitary confinement. Solitary confinement. He's in solitary. Yeah. That's it. Hmm. Uh, so anyway, them, them four, they won a chance to sit in the box for our game on Tuesday against Manchester City Rezies. Very nice. So Very good nice. for them. It's nice experience. Right, to the game. Anyway, mm. Sunderland lined up. And I love it when you do the match report, Alex, because you write down the start 11 so I don't have to type it out myself. Yeah, boy. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, McLaughlin, Nets, Reese James, left-back, Jimmy Dunn making his debut with Tom Flanagan at centre-back, Luke O'Neill at right-back, Max Power and Lee Catamore, centre-mid, Catamore was captain, then Gooch, McGeady, Chris Maguire and Josh Madger in that front four, which is reasonably fluid. <laughs> first half was uh, rubbish, to be honest. Oh, uh, the first half was dire. Yeah, yeah, really poor. Um, but some of them were comfortable, I think. In open play, they were always going to score. Uh, set pieces that looked weak, mm. but we'll talk about that in depth, <coughs> the set piece rules. But just before the hour, we took the lead through Josh Madger. Uh, good finish, good goal. Mm-hmm. Good goal around. We'll miss him if he goes. Mm. And then we sat back, soaked up pressure, and we were eventually beaten by a screamer from Adam Hamill with about five minutes left. Did you see the, uh, the post-match interview with Jimmy Dunn? Where he kind of Did, talked about, yeah, talked about how they got into the mindset of holding back, yeah, for the one 0 win. Mm-hmm. It's, it's quite evident, yeah. and quite yeah. dangerous. I it's think interesting that they've decided to do that, though. Like, yeah, I don't think it's, mm. I don't think it's something that. Uh, I mean, I think I, I don't think we're good enough to do that. No, no, I, I I'm going to go out on a limb and say that I think the best aspect of our team is the defense and the goalkeeper. I think that's our most like sound unit. But in open play, though, in yeah, but I mean that being said, you could, I think you could have the best. You'd have the best defence in the league by a country mile. You know, you're not immune from a screamer on the 87th minute. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, no one is. And, we're still, and I think we're still prone to an odd funny mistake as well. Oh, yeah. And obviously that's not what happened that's um, part in the game. That's far down the leagues. I it think. can always happen, especially in this league. And we saw, you know, against um, Luton. Yeah. Luton, yeah. Um, yeah, you can see it's sometimes not a good idea to kind of hold out for a 1-0 because you don't no, know what's going to happen. Uh, game finished 1-1 anyway and we have done the three-word review which I've got to thank Gav for this because he, he thought it was funny to tag me in this tweet so that my Twitter notifications were unnecessarily bombarded. <laughs> uh, so this was fun yesterday just every time going on my phone and having 60 <laughs> notifications off Twitter. So I'll read a few. Um, most of them are quite negative. So... First one, no killer punch from Rob Hill Walker. 
Neil Stanes gives uh, where League One one. It's a word, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Number word. Yeah. yeah so yeah, yeah what the numbers? Why Michael not? Sloans is going to make a swear, and he says absolute wank midfield. Right, fair play. Must do better, Simon Westrip. George Honeyman needed. I agree, Joseph Gorman. Absolutely. I agree. Uh, Chris Hollywood Maguire from Harry Macbeth. Mm. Can't score more. Gareth Cairns. Jack Ross Tactics from Sergeant Scooter Boy. Midfield is shit. It's a common theme. <laughs> mm. From SG. Mm. Wheels getting loose from Ryan Palliser. It's quite damning. Madja mm. Must Stay from my good friend Graham from the Extra Podcast. Playoff hopefuls, top cat four four, mm. wide drop McGeoch from Gaz, Steed Johnston needed from Andy Jackpot. Wait, what? Steed Johnston. Steed Malbronk and Alan Johnston. Is yeah. that what he's referring? Yeah, that, must, be, that must be he's referring to. Yeah, he must want way as good way as. Yeah. Well, Steve Malbronk was a number ten, really. He was. Mm. He was, but. Guy Incognito, 1-1 one, one draw. Uh, Jake Collinson, another bloody draw. I'll try and see if there's any other. Oh, Alex McCain, Connor lacks hair. <laughs> I don't know how it reviews the game, but somehow. Well, it's, it, it's always important, Connor. That it's always on your mind. Yeah. It's yeah. always on my mind, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get one of them Turkish hair transplants. <laughs> yeah, that'll be good. Uh, Becca Gibson says no fucking balls and then puts abysmal afterwards. It's raging. Mm. That is, that's, that's one more than three, that might. Yeah, kind of breaks the rules, yeah. but we'll allow yeah. it. Mark Evans, another corner cleared. We're going to talk about corners yeah. as well. Need new signings from uh, Finley Anderson, a young reporter who covers the mm-hmm. games. I mean, there's a lot. Fuck Connor's laptop. That's from my brother because my laptop kept buffering. Mine does that, mate. Yeah, yeah, it was frustrating. I was I feel in Germany mm. um, briefly, and my, my computer does not agree when I'm in Germany. Yeah, you know, that it, it doesn't load. So, I uh, Michael Bowers keep clean sheet. How long do I go on with this? Uh, you know, I'm done. You can Maybe. go until you find a positive one. Yeah. <laughs> Game in hand, laughing face from We Are Luton well, that's Town. that's kind of positive. Yeah. Oh, no. From no, Luton Town? Yeah. Oh, right. yeah, but I suppose they're, you know, pointing out maybe not to get upset. Jack Ross's fault from Jordan Ramsey. They're beginning now. Work rate pace needed. Um, you know, I'm, I'm giving up. We're done. I'm going to throw some stuff yeah. over to you now because I've been talking quite a bit. Okay. So... To the game, did Jack Ross get the team selection right? Alex, you take it away. You're the veteran here. Yeah, uh, and the the short answer is no. And the long answer is that I think he's brought in players at the expense of players who don't deserve to drop out. And I think really I just mean McGeoch by that. I think he was I think he was very good last week. I think he was our best outfield player last weekend. But why he came in for Catamol, um, mm. I'm at a loss. I think I think Catamol is completely past it you know I think he's got no completely mobility sorry completely past it completely yeah really? uh, I think I just think comfortably he was the least mobile player on that pitch I think every time every time uh, Scunthorpe broke you know he was he was about three yards behind his man at any given time that he was meant to be tracking you know he, he allowed them so much space in midfield if they did run because he was never getting to them and I think while he's still a decent passer of the ball and you can say yeah but he's a good leader you know what good's a leader if if you can't really contribute in a substantial way yourself? You know, it, you can bark at other players all you want, but then if you can't catch the man that you're marking, you know, you you're playing with a man down. And I just don't think, I don't think the uh, don't think his title of vice captain really justifies that. I think McGeoch should have stayed in absolutely. Mm-hmm. And I'm not entirely sure why Magic came off when he did. He came mm-hmm. off quite early, and I think really, you know, you know. I think a lot of people, I'm one of these, criticise Sunderland strikers recently saying that all they do is score, but 
you know, the fact of the matter is, what more do you need to do if you can? You know, if you can score, what, what else do you need? You know, if you leave Madger on the pitch, there's, you know, he, he, he could pull a goal from from half a half a chance. Really, you mm. see him do it so so many times. You know, why why bring him off? So you think tactics within the game were as much the issue as the initial selection? Yeah, yeah I found I, the, the I, I think Madger curious. Yeah, I, I don't get that. I mean. I mean, you know, I suppose the only real reason I can think to bring him off to bring him off is because he's tired. But if you're getting tired on seventy minutes, you know, it's it's not great. I feel it probably kind of confirms that idea of we're hanging on for the one nil as well. Mm. Like the idea wasn't let's go for another goal with Magic. It was let's hang on, let's get Wyke on there and just knock it up and have him hold it up. Yeah, which as you know, it didn't work. I can understand bringing Wyke on because it gives you that defensive mm-hmm. set piece. Yeah, another header yeah. in there. And I but, think White plays very well as a defensive forward, but I think when you want goals, I just I don't have White an awful lot of be, faith in him. Really, no, he honest. needs to be playing with someone else. Yeah, um, White needs a goal, doesn't he? And I mean, he does. Jack Ross as a manager, even when he came, it was all about exciting football. It was about mm-hmm. going for the, you know, going for the throat, if you like. Like they sent some of the St. Mirren goals and stuff like that, and some of the stuff we were playing at the start of the season, mm. that seems to have gone, and yeah. I'm not sure why. Because we have the exact same players. I don't know if it's fatigue. I mean, mm-hmm. what you touched on earlier about players coming out um, who shouldn't have. I think there are some players who should be coming out as well. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, Gooch, I don't remember the last time I've really been blown away by him. No. Like his form at the start of the season has dipped massively. I think he's doing very well to keep in the team. You know, I, I, Yeah, I but I also, I, I also think them. it's who, who do you bring in for him? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. is it a case of so... You know, we talk about the central midfield options. Is it maybe time to drop in another central midfielder to pack out a mm. midfield? Because mm-hmm. we've went with two centre mids all season, and I think we mm. have actually struggled in midfield battles, particularly mm-hmm. away from home. Yeah. So, is it time that we we do go with maybe well a four five one? I suppose it would be and possibly centre mid in there. Possibly, I think I think he plays with a lot of width. So maybe he's thinking, I don't want to pack the midfield because I'm. You know, he wants the balls out wide. Maybe that's a thought. Um, but for me, I think to get that balance, um, I like the, the three at the back for that, mm. to get that balance. Because then one can push in a little to sit and then you can have power on a Georg or Catamull kind of pushing up. Mm. That's how I would look at it. I think it was interesting, you, you made a point before, Josh, about Jack Ross's, um, when he was brought in, he was mm. all about attacking. Yeah. And... It does seem, you know, you hear what Jimmy Dunn says yesterday, holding on for the points. Mm, mm. That wasn't what it was like early in the season. So no. There's a bit of a no. philosophical change. Yeah. yeah. Early in yeah. the season, there was loads of games where we'd just bombard teams. Yeah. You well, know, we'd, we'd get two, three, four goals and then that would be it. Thorpe at home. Yeah. 3-0 so, up after, what, 25 minutes? Yeah, something like that. And it was, mm-hmm. it was scintillating stuff. It was yeah. the most exciting stuff I've seen us play for some time. And it was like, this is incredible. It was almost quite surreal watching yeah. them just like comfortably win without there being any sort of catch or... A good half an hour every game. Yeah. And yeah. That was it. That, that, was, was, it. that was it at the time. It was, come on yeah. And say, oh, wouldn't it be brilliant if we played that complete 90 uh-huh. minutes? But now we're not getting even yeah. the half an hour, yeah. which we're getting, yeah. that was winning with games. Mm. Um, Pretty so much. We'll talk a little bit about, um, well, Catamol and, and McGeoch, but power struggling as well for me. I, mm-hmm. I think that that red card at um, mm. Walsall seems mm-hmm. to have knocked... I think it's quieting him down. I think he's. Mm. I think he's sort of. He, he looks a lot more apprehensive just in general when he plays mm-hmm. now. I think perhaps he's just sort of on eggshells. And I think. I think he probably sort of experienced the you know like a, a, a about I don't know a few hours or so of just like, yeah. of just like the the backlash from the fans yeah. where we thought yeah. that he got his third red. I mean when you look, I mean I remember, looking at Twitter when he 
got this when the third red was just sort of oh, like brandished by the referee and everyone was just like laying it's into brutal, him. Yeah. So I think he's probably aware that if he does get that third red, yeah. you know, from, you know, a potentially dodgy referee, which are a plenty in this league, I think he's very aware that, you know, that could be a serious sort of blow to his yeah. time at Sunderland. Mm-hmm. So I think maybe yeah. he's just a bit more apprehensive. I, I wouldn't go as far to say that he's ever really played bad, but it's just we don't really see enough of him. And mm-hmm. I think he plays a role mm-hmm. where you can't really justify not being seen as much. You know, he's not he used to dictate yeah. the game. Like he I just loved the he way did. he got on the ball, and you always knew he was yeah. looking to yeah. create something, whether it would just be so a you know, crossfield ball. And now he just seems a bit more timid. But I think mm. you know maybe with game, maybe as this red card distraction gets further in these rearview mirror, you yeah. probably yeah. start yeah. Yeah. again. So. I mean, I think power should still be in the start eleven, but I think right yeah. now. I'm beginning to wonder, you know, how long that that will happen yeah. for. Because I mean, I yeah. remember Honeyman was playing central midfield before he got injured. Yeah, you know, actually in that too, and he was doing really well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. we've missed mm-hmm. missed him so much mm-hmm. uh, defensively in that midfield, but even you yeah, know, create creatively going yeah. forward. You know, the, the thing about it was the Wickham game. I think he set up the goal. The only bit of quality we had all game mm-hmm. came from him, and I think we are desperately missing him. But it's interesting that the fans now. Or realizing how good he was because he was split in opinion yeah. all season. Yeah. People, oh, he's useless. What does he do? And now yeah. it's like, oh, we actually yeah, hang on. Ever guy. since he's gone, we don't seem to yeah. be really doing an awful lot of much of anything, yeah. you know, spectacular. Yeah. There is perhaps a correlation. Um, we talked a little bit about McGeady, Maguire, and Gooch, but is that part of the problem? The them three. I think um, McGeady, in my opinion, has been the best of the three in mm-hmm. recent weeks. Mm-hmm. But Maguire and Gooch just. I mean, I suppose Maguire and Gooch combined for the Luton goal the other day, mm-hmm. but that general play just seems way off. What yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Gooch keeps coming inside, and I think he's best when he's out on the outside, you know, driving to the byline, mm-hmm. getting in the box. Um, and he keeps coming inside on, on that left foot. As far as I'm aware, that's not his stronger foot. Yeah, it's a right foot, yeah. Um, and I know he's, he's cut in inside and scored with his left before, but it just seems to be his go-to move now. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I don't know if that's if he's being told to do that, so then we can have kind of O nine come overlap on the right. Um, but that doesn't seem to be working at the moment. No. And what about Maguire? Well, I think Maguire... Well, I think, as we were saying before we started recording, you know, Maguire has... He's, I think he's a, very incon- he's a very hot and cold player. He's very inconsistent. Yeah. And I wonder maybe if... Maybe as is the case with as is the case with Gooch and Power that Ross is keeping him in the squad to sort of maintain that faith in him because he knows mm-hmm. that when he is good, you know, he can be great. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, th- I think it's it's one of those things really where if you were just to drop him, I think that might just sort of knock his confidence. You know, you're, you're relegating to the bench, and I think yeah, and it worked because mm-hmm. he, he was dropped for the Burton game. Mm-hmm. Then he came on, he scored a screamer mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. month, and then from yeah. there he had a, a lovely. And two six weeks, weeks later, he scored mm-hmm. another goal of the yeah. month or something. Yeah. yeah, I'm just not really entirely I'm not, not really entirely sure of Ross's approach because he seems to drop some players to motivate them to get better, I suppose. But some of them he seems to persist with in mm-hmm. the hopes that they're going to get better. So really, I'm I'm not entirely sure what the approach is with these particular players. It's very possible. That he's tailoring the approach to the player, to the yeah. individual, mm-hmm. which makes a lot of sense. Yeah. You know, I mean, what there's no th- one size fits all. But yeah, what did you think about Baldwin being the one to come out for Dunn as opposed to Flanagan? Baldwin's played a lot of football. Mm-hmm. Like I, I mm-hmm. didn't look, think there was anything sinister in that. I mm-hmm. don't think it's just a case that Baldwin's the one who's been the mainstay in the team. Yeah. He's yeah. played a lot more than Flanagan has, mm. and I, I personally think Baldwin's probably the better centre back. I do. I think so. I do. It's int- and I think most fans think the opposite. I think most fans think that Flanagan's better, but I think Baldwin, for me, 
he's very good at the last ditch stuff. Yeah, Flanagan's mm. a bit rash for me sometimes. Mm-hmm. And he played against um, obviously Newcastle under twenty ones. So I thought, oh well, Baldwin will probably yeah probably be fine for the next couple of games then. And then from to come out, it, I don't know. I mean, you're right. It's probably nothing sinister, but I just thought it was interesting. Yeah, that is. I, I mean, it didn't, if, if I one of them that, were going to come that out, cost were. I don't think the centre no, no, yesterday no, were, were no. poor by any stretch. No, I don't no. think Ross got that wrong. No, I think I think no. Dunn played. I think Dunn played quite well. For, you know, for a debut, I think mm-hmm. what we're missing really in in the centre back pair, I think Baldwin and Flanagan, are both good defenders in their own right, but neither I don't think are particularly, you know, physical sort of burly lads. Yeah. And that Dunn looks like you know mm-hmm. a bit of a unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that's maybe I think I think that Ross definitely dropped Baldwin over Flanagan on the basis that Baldwin's played a lot more than Flanagan has. Mm-hmm. But I am not entirely sure if he'll regain his place immediately. I think he mm-hmm. might persist with Dunge to see how that extra physicality works in the back line. Yeah. And I think I'd probably like to see that as well. I don't think I'd like Dunge just to drop back down to the bench once Baldwin's sort of rejuvenated. I think I'd like to see I'd like to see Dunn maybe have a couple of games alongside Flanagan, sort of build that cohesion with the partnership and see if he can use that sort of muscle in a division where you're up against a lot of equally burly forwards. Yeah. You know, I mean, we've had yeah. a few of those sort of like, I mean, Kiefer Moore had a life when yeah. um, uh, Barnsley yeah. played. I think I'd like to see yeah. how Jimmy Dunn stacks up against a lad yeah. like him. Yeah. In that lad of Rochdale's a big lad and all, but I mean, I he's not very good. But. You could also put Dunn always just on the big strike yeah, and that could be a yeah. role. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think on Tuesday against Man City, you'll probably put Baldwin with Dunn, see how that works. Yeah. yeah. And then I think that's yeah. fair. we've got 10 days, whatever, mm-hmm. before the next game, mm-hmm. we can actually see. Mm-hmm. It's a big presence in, in the other box as well, isn't it, for set pieces? Yeah. Which because the guy's a giant, yeah. Right? So I mean, you've obviously got to get past the first man. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah that helps. he's not going to win a um, header. No, no. Oh, you no. Can put him on the front post. Put him like. on the yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Which is interesting because we, ne- we always hit the front man. So mm-hmm. why don't our attackers mark mm-hmm. the front post? Like, why don't we mark the front man and go? Well, it's probably not actually going to make it because they can't seem mm-hmm. to do it. You see, I think on the whole, we can't beat the first man problem. I think the issue really is quite resolvable now. Now, as far as I'm aware, Reese James, okay, I think he's been great so far. I think he's been a really solid, steady fullback. You know, he made the goal for Madja. I think he's been he's been good. You know, his crosses aren't half bad. By our team standards, you know, he's he contributes very well to offensive and defensive duties every game, you know, to us to a satisfactory standard. But I just don't think he's as good as Oviedo. I think Oviedo is you know, is overall the you know, not significantly better choice, but I think good enough to warrant that place in the first team I think I think as far as you know if you were to put the two lads side by side and to sort of maybe just compare you know their attributes as a footballer their sort of fundamental skills as a fullback I think Oviedo wins out I think he's the best crosser of the ball uh, in our team I think if you have him sort of overlapping with the winger and swinging the cross into the box I think you'd probably reap a lot more rewards I think I don't think it's the, I don't think it's the uh, the solution to the problem of beating mm-hmm. the first man but I just think that Oviedo makes a difference you know I've seen them swing crosses in against teams and they've just you know they've reached the brow of the man he's picked out every time mm-hmm. in a lot of games I mm-hmm. just think do, do I think not, he's my go-to guy do you not think that maybe then we should be if we're I mean I agree with you that Oviedo is one of our better you know footballers mm-hmm. but could his skills not be used further up the field I mean Especially, I'm happy with Reese James being a yeah. left back mm-hmm. I think he's doing a great job and I wouldn't drop him but I also think Chris Maguire Lyndon Gooch as yeah. we've said or struggling at the minute fixes the wing. Yeah, try and just well, yeah. put Oviedo further at the end. I would exactly what I was going to say. I, I would said, try that. Yeah, people yeah. have said that it's like putting Patrick Van Aanholt when he was here. We mm-hmm. put him. People mm-hmm. like put him left wing. Put him mm-hmm. left wing. Mm-hmm. 
that was different though because his game was all about running quickly from deep and getting to the byline mm-hmm, and doing mm-hmm. the overlap. Whereas Oviedo, his game, the, the, his qualities are more his crossing abilities. Yeah. You know, he's mm-hmm. crossing yeah. against Charles. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And I think PVA, yeah. yeah. PVA for me was more of like, I think he would have really suited to being an inside forward because he could just cut in with his pace and just mm-hmm. like fire on goal. And I came off from a fair few times and it has done for Palace. But yeah, I agree for Oviedo. I think I think he could play the winger's role just fine. Yeah. I think there aren't too many differences between the fullback and the winger. I think they're probably two of the more similar positions on the pitch, mm-hmm. yeah. if not the two more similar, in my opinion. But yeah, I think, I think Gooch or Maguire, I think one of those is probably probably played the last game in this string of games that they've had where they've not been really inspiring mm. I'd, I'd I'd take one of them off I'd put mm-hmm. Oviedo on to start and I'd just see how, the, how he gets on mm-hmm. and I think if we if we see a lot more accuracy down his side for balls into the box and I think for the time being you persist with that and you and just see how those two get on in training Oviedo as well can go in the box on corners to defend yeah, which is another area. Mm-hmm. Um, Luke O'Nine's been playing right back, and I think he's been doing a hell of a job. Yes. Yep. But I Absolutely. believe that Luke O'Nine should be playing further up the field, especially with Adam Matthews pretty much back now. Mm-hmm. Surely yeah. we should now be thinking: Well, Luke O'Nine clearly has an eye for goal. Yeah. He scored some good goals yep. for. Her. Mm-hmm. He's got energy. He's mm-hmm. playing really well. He's physical. Mm-hmm. We need to keep him in the team. Why not put him in that front three? Why you know we talk about putting Oviedo in for Maguire or Gooch? Why not put Luke O'Nine in yeah. there as well to play off, you know, Charlie yes. White. If Charlie White's going to be playing instead of maybe Josh Madger, if Josh Madger does leave, surely that could be similar to that. And Fenway playing with Luke O'Nine last year at Wickham, that did really well. Potentially. So Bring should Luke O'Nine be pushing further up? Yeah, well, I think at the start of the season, it was always about getting his confidence up and getting him time on the pitch. And now he's done that at right back. I think he'll be more than more than capable to do the number 10, like mm-hmm. you say. Um, and I think that would work really well. Because I think that's what we don't have enough of when Maguire is number 10. He always comes to the ball, and I think we need runners off, especially if White's playing. Do you think that, for me, Maguire slows the game down? Yeah. Which I've found, I think that's okay sometimes, but when you're not playing well, not scoring, Mm -hmm. having somebody who, when they get the ball, always just slows it down, Mm -hmm. I I don't think it's necessarily Mm -hmm. effective. Yeah. Yeah, he always seems to just take it in and then just kind of put it out wide. Yeah. Which is, you know, it's fine, it gets us forward. But you're right, I think we need that, sometimes we need that momentum and that. Because I, I think the biggest mm-hmm. thing, and why we were so good at the start of the season, is, and when we were, went 3-0 up against Gunthorpe, it was constant pressure. It was kind mm-hmm. of getting them in, you know, into their own half, and just not letting them go. Um, and sometimes we haven't been very good at that no. recently. Uh, just before I read Jack Ross's post-game comments, I just thought would update on the Johnny Goldsmith situation, and he is still right. locked yeah. in the toilet. Yeah. So, not a good day for him. No. Um, Sadly, this is an audio-based platform, so we can't go live to the bog, which Johnny is currently sat in. Yeah, I was thinking when he gets released, we could periscope it. (laughs) Gets released. (laughs) Released. (laughs) Well, I mean, that's really what it is. I think we should make a guard of honour when he gets out. There's probably like like, the fire brigades probably out there right now. We'll all like applaud him as he walks out the building. Yeah. It's going to be a hell of a story. Jack Ross, anyway, his comments. So he said, frustration is the word for it. I'm striving to put it right. The book always stops with me. Whatever I'm doing with the players, I need to get better at it and we need to get it right over the next 19 games. If we don't, we will be a toss of a coin away from getting what we want. If we do, we will get where we want because we are not far off it. Only two defeats this season tells one story, but 11 draws tells another. It's not panic stations. I'm always optimistic. I'm always positive, but you have to combine that with realism as well. It comes down to what you do on the training pitch. Are we doing enough work? Is it the right work? Is it about different combinations, personnel? Whatever it is, we have to find the answers. 
Now, I took away from his comments, number one, I mean, I trust Jack Ross, and mm-hmm. he, he's the manager for me. Yeah, yeah, same. But the comments that I took were more of a, I think we're going to see a shake-up now. I think mm-hmm. he's now went to the players, since we've got this break, mm-hmm. two weeks off, obviously we've got the game on Tuesday in the mm-hmm. checker trade, but essentially two weeks off, we're going to try something different. I wouldn't be shocked if he tries his three at the back again, mm-hmm. which he, he tried very briefly, and then Leuven's went off after 30 seconds against yeah. Coventry. But be interesting. If he does go to three at the back and goes three five two, tries to put White up there with Madja, might have a new striker by then as well. Well, we've got to have a new striker by then because yeah. our next so. league game is going to fall <laughs> yeah. after the yeah. transfer window. So, do you think we're going to see? Is this team going to be totally different when we come I to mean, play Wimbledon on February second? What you've just described there is exactly what I would like to see, and it's kind of why I think he's brought Dunn in, um, and obviously he's a backup as well. If we're just playing two at the back. Um, but I think having those three, just get them all out there. Because mm. like you say, the, the back two have been our one of our stronger yeah. um, points of the side. Mm-hmm. And I don't think Dunn looks like he'd, he'd do us any harm. No. So getting the three in, obviously better on set pieces if we can beat the first man. Um, and then it gives us that balance of still having it out wide so you can still use the wingers, mm-hmm. so well, the wing backs. Um, but then the wingers can come in a bit more centrally. So if Luke, Luke or Nine was going to be one of them, McGeady probably still in there, in the centre. Um, and I think it just... It's, I just like I loved it when we played it early in the season. Mm-hmm. I thought it worked really well when Gucci was going back, um, and then I think it was Oviedo starting at, at, at that time. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so if you're bringing in Oviedo back in, he can go back to left wing back. Hopefully, uh-huh. we'll see the kind of crosses we saw at Charlton with uh, Gucci or Nine. Maybe would be wing back still coming in. I think it just gives us a lot more options. And like I say, if you've got two up front with Wyke, hopefully Madger or another striker, I think we have a lot more options then. Yeah, mm-hmm. and if, yeah. I suppose if you're, you're five as well in the middle, you could either have that as three central midfielders, which yeah. again adds more steel to the team, probably yeah. will help with stop conceding goals. But also having two up front is going to give away a lot of, you know, and that doesn't necessarily have to be two up front. You can maybe play three, five, one, one, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and get McGeady in there or get Honeyman in there. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I think it gives you a lot of options. It does. Um, putting the three at the back. So I think. My guess is is that we're going to go to that soon. I don't Hope know so. if it'll be the next game, but be interested to see if he tries on Tuesday. Because mm. mm. um, obviously that's a... a, a Want to win it, obviously, but it's mm-hmm. a game to experiment. Yeah, I think as well, you know, you're, you're playing the statistically worst team in the division. I think it's probably the best opportunity, in, in my opinion anyway. I mean, you can sort of differ on this kind of thing, I think, but in my opinion, this is probably the best opportunity for a league game to try out something that's, you know quite fundamentally new to what you've had before mm-hmm. I think if you want to change your formation you know take two players off bring two in play a different role i.e. wing back mm-hmm. and I think you're probably you're probably best off doing that against a team like AFC Wimbledon rather yeah. than a team further up in the division I think you know they're down there and they're pretty far down they've yeah. got 23 points if I'm not mistaken they're 6 or 7 you know from safety as it stands I think even if it doesn't quite work you've probably still got enough in your locker just on, just with the the quality on paper to to turn them over anyway. In yeah. my opinion, I think you've got to just go and you've got to if you're, yeah. gonna, if you're gonna try something new, that's the time to try it. I mean, what we're doing now isn't working. No, so evidently not. It's definitely the time uh, to mix it up a little bit. I think I saw a funny comment on Twitter where it was like, "We're not gonna get promoted if our past results look like buying a record." That was me. 
Was that you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really like that. Buzzing. Really like that. Um, <laughs> Alex with a banging tweet. Right, yeah, really yeah, like yeah. that. Alex is underrated um, funny. Honestly, he's, mate, honestly. He's possibly yeah. one of the funniest people I know, but he gets no credit for it. Oh, yeah, really? I just, yeah. I need some more mash for my bangers. Well, there you go. There's some, there's some brand <laughs> new bangers. Like yeah. bangers. And yet we all missed it. Yeah. yeah. yeah, so. yeah. I normally catch Alex, Alex's joke when I listen back to the podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, I'm like, a, like a Van Gogh, Connor. You know, I'm not, I'm not appreciating my <laughs> own time. My time is evidently half an hour after I've said it, you know, but hey ho. Some exchange betting companies run short-lived promotions, like months-long offers of low commission. At BetDAG, we wanted to change the way we did things, so we set our commission at 2% permanently. That's 2% on football, horse racing, golf, almost any sport. 2%. That's just one way that BetDAG is changing for the better. For the better, like you. BetDAG, the 2% commission exchange. Over 18s only, please gamble responsibly. The fixtures we've got coming up, uh, we talk about experimenting, but we have a kind fixture list coming up. So mm-hmm. Wimbledon at home, um, Oxford away. Oxford did be Portsmouth at the weekend, but they're bottom half team. Blackpool at home, Accurate and Stanley at home, Gillingham at home, Bristol mm-hmm. Rovers away, Plymouth at home, Accurate and Stanley away, and Wickham away. We've got a run of three away games there, actually, because I'm at Barnsley away. But before that Barnsley game, which, you know, we'll... Be a hard one there. Game. Oh, yeah. Big game now. That's a run of nine games where I look at it and I say, if we want to be promotion contenders, we have to win seven of them. At least, mm-hmm. I think, yeah. And the amount of home games we've got there, we've got one, two, three, four, or five home games in there. Mm-hmm. You know, got to win all of them, I think. Yeah, given who they're against as well. But that's the the week that stands out to me is the Blackpool at home, Accurate and Stanley, Gillingham. It's three games in a week, all yeah. at home, all against bottom. Well, Akron's, I think, They're just doing all right. Well, they, they fell yeah. away though. They started yeah. quite yeah. well, but they did fall yeah. away. I'm sure they're around mid table now. Yeah. yeah. So now we've got though them three games at home, and if if that's nine points, then that's it. Yeah. That's where mm-hmm. your season's mm-hmm. defined, isn't it? So mm-hmm. yeah. definitely. I think we do need to change it around, and I think yeah. I think we'll see that on Tuesday night. I hope that he, he does maybe try three at the back, but yeah. Mm. The set pieces we've touched on them. We've touched on not beating the first man. Mm-hmm. But yesterday we looked like conceding from a set piece. I'm shocked that we didn't, because mm-hmm. right? every time the ball went in, we looked like conceding. So, yeah. you know, what is it? Why are we so poor at set pieces? Is it lack of strength, lack of height, lack of desire? Is it the fact that the teams are targeting set? When mm-hmm. we only conceded eight goals from open play, mm-hmm. which suggests that we're a brilliant team. Uh-huh. Eleven, you know, yeah, on the pitch um, <laughs> there yeah. and then. But when it comes to a dead ball situation, mm-hmm. we, we really struggle. So. Jack Ross, I suppose, needs to Tony Pulis it up, doesn't he? He just yeah. needs to focus yeah. on set pieces and training. I mean, I think if we were in a, a higher league, we'd have considered a lot more from open play. I think some of it is to do with the other teams you finishing. You can only You're right. what's in front of yeah, you. And, you know, people say, you know, yeah, keeper is making amazing saves. But yeah. you know what? The keeper's actually one of our 11. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. him making amazing saves is... Because yeah. we have a good goalkeeper. Yeah, 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 yeah. It, it's yeah. not an excuse to justify us, you know, not improving. I think yeah. a good goalkeeper's part of your team, you know. Mm-hmm. You, you depend on your goalkeeper to make a save. The is the difference between three points or one or mm. one on on. You know that's that's why he's there. He's there to make those saves. If if you say oh oh you've only won because your keeper was good, well yeah, mm-hmm. you've only won <laughs> because won. Won, because we had a good team. That's a, that's a, that's which indirectly is, what you're saying. You're just saying it in no, a negative way. No different to Harry Kane scoring all no. the chances he gets in the yeah game. yeah. It's the like same thing. it's like it's like me not being a Sunderland fan saying oh well well you. 
no, I'll do my Geordie voice. He has a only scoring because you've got Madger up front, you know, but like, <laughs> Madger's one of your players. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's, so why is it? Y- yeah, you, you, can't, you can't use a player as an excuse to justify you're not losing. Yeah. Mm. He's one of your players. I saw that as well. Man United beat Spurs the other week at uh, Wembley mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, United were poor there. It was only because De Gea made them <laughs> yeah. saved. And I'm like, yeah, but De Gea plays for them. Yeah, De- like, it's like it's not like an act of God. Like they own that player in previous yeah. ages. Why is it a surprise that he's keeping them in games? That's David what De Gea he's paid for. is employed and contracted by Manchester United, <laughs> yeah. and that is why Manchester United have done well. It's it's not no, yeah, yeah. I could go on forever about how that's a really dumb argument, but it's the same with uh, people have been like Josh Madger won't keep scoring on what is it forty five percent of his shots or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And I was like, well maybe not but why like each chance is individual mm. yeah exactly like I don't think I don't think he's thinking on the pitch oh I better get this to keep up with the 45% yeah, 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 yeah. it's just a case that it's he's just, getting himself yeah, he, he doesn't consult his expected goal spreadsheet yeah, yeah. before walking onto the pitch no he just goes I mean, on I'd to score I'd love it if he did yeah def- absolutely yeah, 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 yeah. yeah track the, the stat yeah. yeah so is this a blip or is it more serious than a blip <sighs> I don't think it's hot more take. serious this is than time a, for a hot I don't take. think it's more serious no. than a blip no I mean, we've only lost one game in this blip. Exactly. So, I mean, maybe... I think it's more just <laughs> maybe tempering expectations. I think we've probably saw how we played at the start of the season where we were blown... So, you know, we blew a few teams away. I think that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. And that has kind of stopped. Yep. So, and I think now the the panic mm-hmm. the panic alarms are, are starting to go. Yeah, but I um, think... Yeah, sorry. No, that's all right. But, I mean, you know, we've still got... However long, ten days of the transfer window, maybe a bit longer. Um, I'm sure we'll look quite different by the time we play Wimbledon. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. I think it's not just the sort of renewed optimism of everything this season, but I, I do agree. I think it's not a. I don't think it's um, something serious. I think, I think you, I think if you're calling a run in January of three draws and a winner a, a blip, I mean, sorry, a serious issue, then you know, I, I don't think so. I think you know, ultimately, I, while. We've drawn more games than we would have liked to. I don't think we've ever looked, you know, perilous. I've never like looked at us and thought there's a real weakness in that team. You know, it's not like Moyes' lot or Grayson and Coleman's. I don't mm. look at this team and think we are sorely missing something, and that is, you know, we we we've totally. I never think that we're impoverished in any area of the pitch. I just think that we're underwhelming, you know, and that for mm. me is a blip. You know, at its at its worst, that for me is something that can be put right either by tweaking the team, so you can sort of renew the the sort of games you saw at the start of the season or you can bring one or two players in to fix it you know yeah. I think a serious issue isn't amended so easily yeah so yeah. what if I said though that in my opinion we have not played well in a league game since the Barnsley game mm-hmm. the first half an hour of that game I don't think we've played mm-hmm. exceptionally mm-hmm. well since mm-hmm. that point so mm-hmm. since then to go through the games which we mm-hmm. won one against Walsall in the cup mm-hmm. uh then we lost against Walsall at home, which we were terrible. Mm-hmm. Beat Bristol Rovers at home, which was we weren't great. Lost against Portsmouth. We did actually do all right that day, mm-hmm. but the red card cost us. Bradford, we should have drew because they had mm-hmm. a goal. Yeah. Uh, not giving yeah. Shrewsbury, we were poor. Drew 1 1. Blackpool won 1 0, but there was nothing in the game. Yeah. Could easily have conceded, mm-hmm. but I think it was Baldwin cleared one off the line. Charlton away, we were good for 45 minutes, actually. So maybe that's the mm-hmm. one outlier, but still only drew the game. Luton drew 1-1 didn't do enough to win it the game yesterday drew 1-1 didn't do enough to win it so I think that's why fans are getting Mm. worried I mean I've had conversations with fans and they'll point to that you know the fact that it has been 
basically coming up two months since mm-hmm. we last dominated a game in one. So that, I think that's where the worry comes from. Okay, but that's interesting what you just said there because that was sort of the question I was going to ask you there, Connor. I was going to say, what does it take for you to say that we're not having a blip and we are just a really good team? Because if you look at the best teams in this division, the two above us, you know, statistically, are Portsmouth and Luton. Portsmouth and Luton aren't dominating every game. You know, like when I'm scrolling through the score ticker, I often see Portsmouth and Luton falling behind the, you know, second-rate League around. One teams. And they, they turn it around mm-hmm. a, lot of, a lot of the time. They turn it around. Sometimes mm-hmm. they don't. You know, they've both lost more than we have. Yeah. You know, they haven't... You know, I, 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 I dare say that if you want us to, you know, if to be satisfactory by our standards now is to dominate, you know, three out of four games, then I think you're asking for too much because no one's doing that at the moment. You know, yeah. Portsmouth and Luton are doing well. But if you just base it on the points, they are doing marginally better than us. You know, they've both picked up what, another win, another draw. You yeah, know, it, it's yeah. there's there's not an awful lot there, really. I think, yeah. I think I'm going to maintain that this is a blip. You know, you aren't going to. We had a spell where we dominated teams with a relentless thirty minutes and then a above average sixty. I think yeah, it's fair to say yeah. in the games like Scunthorpe and Gillingham. Yeah. But you know, you're going to have games like those, and you're going to have spells in the season where you you, you draw a few and then you win the odd one here and there mm-hmm. and. If that's your worst spell, then crikey, you've not got an awful lot mm. wrong for you. You know, I, I just, I just don't think that. I, I know, I, I think the standard. I think some Sunderland fans have gone from setting a really low standard for, for, for club success, i.e., just having an owner and manager that care, to suddenly being right. Well, mm. why haven't we totally beat? You know, why haven't we hounded yeah. this team three or four nil? Well, that it, you know, that's the reality yeah. of of League One is that you know you're going to have games where you win. But there might not be an awful lot in it, you know. I mean, okay, you you beat Bristol Rovers two one and Black Blackpool one nil. But at the end of the day, you beat them. You know, yeah. you were the better team. Mm. You know, it, it was by a fairly narrow margin, but you were the better team, and that's what it takes to you know do well in a league like this. I don't think anyone's going to run away with it this season. Yeah, and there's nothing there's nothing to say that we should be running away with it this no. season. I mean, I certainly wasn't expecting it before because I mean, you know, it was new to all of us. We didn't know how Stuart Donald were going were going to do. We didn't know what Jack Ross was going to be like, and I think we were probably all pleasantly surprised at the start. And then, like you say, expectations have gone up yeah. a little bit, and now and now people are mm-hmm. panicking a little bit, which I get, I do. Um, yeah. But it's you know it's still what six months into this whole this we're all we're all yeah. learning mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah, um, and there's, you know there is a chance we might not go up, and I think we have to accept that because Barnsley are on our tail now, and they're on the same games. And they're on a few too. points behind. Charlton are doing Charlton well. Got, they're on the same number of points as us. Yeah, yeah, and Luton. And I don't think Luton are going to drop off as much as people thought. The thing is, Luton have been on a ridiculous run. Like yeah. I can't see them winning at the rate they are winning at at the mm. moment. Like, and they can't see like hope not. Yeah, for our sake. But I didn't think there was much between them. At the no, game I didn't. Sometimes. No, I didn't. And you know, Portsmouth have tailed off. I think yes. it's fair to say yeah. that they have dropped uh, points mm-hmm. recently. I mean, Quite they were for. I suppose that even a couple of weeks ago, you would have said that it was us and Luton fighting for second. Whereas mm-hmm. now you look at it and. You know, if we win my mm-hmm. game in hand, we're a point behind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah. I think as it stands, it's it's Luton's to to top at the moment. I think mm-hmm. I think they're they're the, the most consistent team. They're in form side. And then, yeah. Yeah. But then obviously they've lost their manager, mm-hmm. and you've got yeah. to think: mm. it, will that impact them eventually? Yeah. Maybe, maybe um, easily could. So the, the, there's lots to consider. Um, mm-hmm. But it is worth remembering that we're still in a great position. We are third. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have scored. Oh, I had the stat there. We scored the second most, or third most amount of goals. Right. Uh, conceded the second, third least. That's not bad, is it? No, yeah. those are very good stats. They're very yeah. flattering. They've yeah. just lost two games all exactly. season, which, you know, is... It's just these draws, isn't it? But again, like I said to you before we start recording as well, we drew 11, 
Six of those are from a winning position, which is obviously the frustrating side of it. Mm-hmm. So we've lost 12 points. But five of those were from a losing position. So it depends on how you look at it. Have we lost 12 points have we, or have we even going to focus five. on gaining five? Because if we were five behind where we were now, then we'd be in a bit of trouble. Mm. But obviously if we were 12 points better off, then we'd be laughing. Yeah. So it depends on how you look at it. Um, yeah. But I choose to kind of, I'm going to choose at the moment to be a bit more optimistic about things, mm-hmm. I think. Uh, Jimmy Dunn talked about him a little bit, but what do we make of his debut overall? Solid. You want to take this one? Very solid. I like. I just. I already like him. I like the way he talks in interviews. He seems. He seems. You know, all ahead of his years. I think. Yeah. Um, and experience. I, as well. Yeah, and as I said earlier, he seems to be the kind of player we need. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Transfers. Uh, Will Grigg got injured yesterday, mm. which is uh, typical Sunderland. Yeah. So, is uh, how does that impact us? Well, I think. If you look at, if you think about this, maybe from, I don't know how strong of an argument this is, but I'm prepared to play devil's advocate on the whole Will Griggs roll this angle thing. You know, could Wigan potentially just be saying that to put us off? And I could get why there wouldn't be, perhaps because he isn't their go-to striker. But are they perhaps thinking that we're not really offering? You know, like with the fact we've had two bids turned down now, are they potentially thinking that we're not prepared to meet his valuation? And thus, you know, they don't want sort of any more sort of correspondence with us on that front. Are they perhaps just saying that to sort of put us off? I don't know. I mean, it's not the strongest argument, but I just think it's potentially one worth considering. Well, I was informed, my sources, Sky sources, Mm -hmm. that they were going to go hard on Greg and they were going to pay, if they had to pay, they would pay Mm -hmm. up to what Wigan wanted. So, Which was a million? Roughly a million, yeah. Yeah. Um, That's not not big money for what we're doing. Not for him. No, not for think. him. No, he's worth every penny. Of not a if he gets us up. And he's. Yeah. A, I think Will Greek could score ten goals. You yeah, know, I think he's got. Uh, he could yeah. score between ten and fifteen. Yeah. I think, yeah. give or take. And he's got a great chant. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, just do it for so that. So many positives. Yeah. Just do it for he that. He has a chant. <laughs> yeah. Didn't know that. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm sure they're looking at a number of targets. Yeah. Um, Any other targets? Do you reckon? I've heard of Lawrence Shankland. I've mm-hmm. heard his name mentioned a couple yeah. of times. He's doing very well. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure Jack Ross knows a lot about him, mm-hmm. given the Scotland um, ties. Other than that, I've heard kind of Keith Moore mentioned, but yeah. why Why would they sell him? Yeah, you know, they've already sold someone um, to Luton, haven't they? George Moncler. Yeah, are, are they going to... I don't yeah. see us getting him. It's Potter yeah. Moncler. They're probably fine with money right now, but if, we, if yeah. we came in with like... And why would they choose a million to strengthen... For Keith They'd be strengthening a comp- their direct competition. Yeah, exactly. Really yeah, make sense to me, yeah we're probably there looking at something and right, you know... They haven't been winning all their games. They've mm. been drawing a lot of them. You know, mm-hmm. like why would we sell them a striker? You know, why 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 would we sell them their second goal in exactly. a game? Exactly. But if I think if you know, like I say, they're they're probably okay with the Moncur money. You know, for this standard of football. So I think if we came to Barnsley with one point five million in one hand, you know, with a whimsical smile on our faces, they probably just laugh us away. They probably mm. think no. You know, we're not we're not um, uh, we're not taking we're not giving you our best. You know, like one of, one of our best players. Mm-hmm. For you know a good amount of money, when we already have a good amount of money, uh-huh. and you need to score goals, <laughs> and you're our direct competition, as you say, it's sort of a, a culmination of, of that. What yeah. we've been said, yeah. So, how many targets do you think should be in mind? Where, where we we, did, we talked about this last week, Alex, and mm-hmm. I think I said we, we needed a striker and a mm-hmm. central midfielder, mm-hmm. and I think I was laughed laughed yeah. out of the building. Yeah. Uh, but oh, has, how he laughed, you idiocy, Connor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'd certainly put a, I'd put a winger on that list. I think. Yeah. Yep, wide yeah. player, absolutely. That'd be a wide player, or that'd be just an attacking-minded player. I mean, I suppose it depends on what you're doing with the system. If you're going to the three-five-two, 
you might not need another winger. Mm-hmm. Um, you might need someone who can play more of a central role, but attack-minded. Um, so I, I guess it depends on that. But if we're sticking with the with the formation we're playing now, then certainly another winger, mm-hmm. and I'd say a winger, outright winger, for me. Mm-hmm. Proper winger. Yeah, who gets on the outside, drives to the byline, gets the crosses in, especially if Wyke's playing more often. Yeah. Which he seems to be. Alex? Well, I dare say that I think, I, if I'm perfectly honest, I think we're doing it a wide player, but rather than a winger, I'd have an inside forward. I think one thing that we've not been doing as much now that we did a lot early in the season is cut inside from the flanks and shoot. I think yeah, we're our, about our, Gucci before, didn't yeah, Gucci's yeah. trying that a lot. Yeah, on the well, right our, our our principal sort of way of scoring is to get to the byline mm. and hoof a crossing and hope it lands on someone's head, and it, it very very rarely does. Seldom yeah. do we hit the target. I think. I think if you get a player who's you know, who's um just like whose principal sort of you know like well refined game is to cut in and shoot, then I think that's an option that we certainly would be better off with. Mm. You know, I mean, I know. Gooch has been trying that, mm-hmm. and I think our best player for doing that at the moment is McGeady. Yeah. Very nearly scored another pearler against Luton when he hit the bar. Hit bar Very yeah. unfortunate. But I think if you've got another player who can do that, you know, who's another option as well as him, yeah. then I think, you know, I, I just think that, you know, maybe while your expected goal thing won't go up, you've, you've got another man, you know, who could get a second mm-hmm. from nowhere in the way we're hoping. I mean, look at, I mean, as I say, you know, like a team can def- a, a team can put 11 men behind the ball once they go 1 1 yeah. to equalise, but. As was the case, like we saw with Scunthorpe, and I said earlier, no team is immune to a perler. You know, yeah. Adam Hamill yeah. scored a lovely goal a week. Yeah. Well, I'll take nothing away from Scunthorpe. You know, they they, they battled well and then they got themselves back into a game, and a, a draw was a fair result. But if we had a player who could rise to the occasion that day and do the same, mm-hmm. then obviously you know you win the game. Mm-hmm. And then I, I just think that if you have more options like that, yeah. then you're much better off with, even if it's not the player you call on every yeah. single week. I think the reason the kind of wide play hasn't been working as much is because. I don't feel like we're getting as as many players in the box as we were. No. Especially power comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember early on he would get in the box quite often. Yeah. Camel scored. did? Yeah. Camel yeah. scored like, what, three? Four, yeah. Three? In three. a couple of days. Three, yeah. In a couple yeah. of games even. Um, yeah, when's the last time he had a chance? Exactly. And power scored that lovely header early on. Mm-hmm. And I don't see him getting in the box enough. No. It's kind of, they're just recycling it, which mm-hmm. is working. But I think if you're playing McGeoch, who we haven't really touched on a lot, but if you if you've got McGeoch there, mm-hmm. I feel like that gives power or Catamol or uh, Honeyman the license to get in the box. Absolutely, more. Yeah. I think it's what we need. So before we sign off, I want to. Um, I think it'll be good to get an idea then where mm. we sit with what would be the ideal yeah. start eleven. Oh, actually, okay. kind of, I have something that I'd like to mention. And I haven't actually clarified this thus far, but recently um, uh, a book has been released on Alan Durbin, the former oh, Sunderland yeah. manager. And we had him on the podcast. Sorry, we've had him on the podcast. Exactly. Yeah. Worth listening. Yeah, yeah. There is a book being released by about Alan Durbin. It's not biographical. It's more in the vein of Emma. Tomorrow's uh, now, isn't it? Yeah. Give us tomorrow now. Yeah. You know, if in in the vein of the Damned United, you know, a manager, a tragic, a manager depicted as a tragic hero. Yeah. But yeah, like I say, Emma, he's a good uh, the, the the author of that book is a good friend of my dad's. So I just thought I would give that a mention to anyone who's looking for yeah. a bit of football literature in the vein of the Damned United or you know things of the like. Lovely. Good stuff. stuff. I do apologise for not clarifying that earlier. <laughs> so you don't have to apologise. Well, I have, Connor. Did you hear how bad my intro was? <laughs> no, that, that intro was, was great. You kidding? You yeah, know it was, what? It was yeah. organic. Where's, where's Johnny at, by the way? Yeah, I've just got, I've got an update. So um, <laughs> I text Johnny uh, four, two minutes ago mm-hmm. saying, what's happening? Question mark. He said, just waiting for someone. They've tried opening it. I said, waiting for who? He said, a joiner from Gen 2. Amazing. An adult. 
Amazing. <laughs> he said, any idea on time? And he says, they don't know. Yeah. So oh dear. I think uh, Johnny possibly might die here. Yeah. <laughs> in the toilet. Either that or oh, he's bounding up the corridor and out of the studio while holding out for a hero place to jump in the past 20 seconds here. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm thinking as well, like if something tragic does happen, will I have to go to work tomorrow here? Yeah? You get the day off if, if yeah, Johnny, Johnny meets his end in that toilet, can you get the day off? Yeah, and if it happens, we're gonna sound really horrible. Yeah, to yeah. be honest. So. Yeah, this <laughs> so. could be like this could be like the most sort of scandalizing recording we've ever made in our be, lives. Yeah. Yeah. Or either that, or it's a funny throwaway anecdote. You know, so you know, it, it, either way. Yeah, you know, swings yeah. and roundabouts. Yeah, you know, yeah. This, yeah. Um. Anyway, perfect, perfect start eleven. So I'm gonna give you both the chance to. <laughs> To think of what you okay. would do. Oh no, I wrote mine down the other day. So oh, you wrote it down. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah I say yeah. wrote well, it down. Alex can go through yours, and yeah. then Josh, you do yours afterwards. Okay. Yeah. Hang on, um, I'm furiously typing at my phone that keeps trying to. Well, connect while, the while you're doing Wi-Fi. that, I, I will promote. There is going to be an event with Chris Rushworth, mm. who we had on the podcast uh, about a month ago. Mm. Uh, we haven't we haven't finalised the details yet, but there will be an evening at the Stadium of Light uh, at the end of May. Uh, which I will be hosting, so you can see me in the flesh do my thing. It's not that great, honestly. Yeah, I do it all the time. Yeah, it's actually, it's actually um, it, it brings me down to be honest. <laughs> it's a little bit disgusting. It, it, it is, yeah. I, I, I mean, every time I look up and see your face between those laptop screens, kind of, I die a little inside. Yeah. So, uh, I'm not going to announce who's coming on, but we've got some good guests coming on. Mm-hmm. So just keep your eyes posted mm-hmm. on that. Right, Alex, are you ready? Certainly, I'm, brother. Go I've on, got shoot. a, I've got my, um, uh, my favourite formation, the four-two-three-one. So you're sticking with what I'm playing now. I certainly am, and I've got, I've got big John McLaughlin in goal. I've yep. got Adam Matthews and. Oviedo on the flanks in the fullback position. I've got Baldwin and Dunn as the centre back partnership. Ooh. I've got O9 and McGeoch oh. playing in a more holding defend a more holding sort of like CDM stroke CM role. And then my number ten is at the moment Chris Maguire, and either side of him are McGeady and Gooch with Magic up front. So George Honeyman gets fit, doesn't get in your eleven. George Honeyman is an option. Would you not right now rather have George Honeyman in than Chris McGuire? Honestly, it was a struggle for me because what I had at the moment is like I I quite like Honeyman playing a more reserved defensive role. I like him. I like him in what we once coined the Mister Six Out of Ten role. You know, the role that's never really appreciated but does an mm-hmm. awful lot for the yeah. team. Mm-hmm. You know, I like I like him being the bassist of our band. You know, of our four piece. But the the problem is is that like in that role for me, it's a choice between Dylan McGeoch, Luke O'Nine, and George Honeyman. And I just think those two edge him out for me. I, I I do just like at the moment I like those two more, so See, I'm going with them. For me, but there's very little in it. If I was gonna if I was gonna criticize your team, which I am, <laughs> yeah. uh, I would say I understand what you're saying about Honeyman being more defensive, and I like that. Yep. Why not put 9 in for Maguire in the number ten, or Gooch, or move Maguire onto wing or something, mm. or McGeady, or whatever you want to do with that? Would you not want to see O nine push a little bit further forward? Because I don't think O nine would be as good in the central midfield. Is honeymoon, but I think oh nine might actually be better in the mm. the the number ten role. Perhaps Connor. Mm. Perhaps. Yeah. Mm. So you know it's it's a it's it's a it's against a game yeah. of opinions. To be honest, it's a bullshit team there, Alex. Really. Yeah. Thanks, Connor. <laughs> yeah. Just to be honest, I'm, I'm actually. I mean, I'm moving these. You know, Connor. If I wasn't doing a PGC and trying to be a primary school teacher, I would swear at you right now. <laughs> I'd say loads of nasty things about you and your, your, Me, your my hairline, your, your, your hairline, <laughs> your hairline, and your your. your you sort of slight overweightness. N- no, I was I was gonna go with your um, yeah actually yeah yeah we'll have yeah. that you know if if, if, the sh- if the shoe fits Connor you can wear yes, it you know I'm, yeah. I'm good Pro- with probably that. Probably could do we're losing maybe a stone or two. Aye, yeah. So yeah, anyway. moving on to better <laughs> things hopefully. Yeah, yeah. So I've gone for 
3-5-2. Yeah, different. Yep. yep, so I've got McLaughlin in goal. Dunn, Baldwin and Flanagan as I the back it. three. Yes. Got Matthews and Oviedo as wing-backs. I've got McGeoch sitting. Um, and then I've put O'Neill and McGeady almost as two number 10s, if you like. Interesting. Um, behind White and Madja. But then I think, like we kind of said earlier, you could have a 1-1. One, one. So if it wasn't White and Madja, it could be, I don't know, maybe put O'Neill behind Madja and have Honeyman where I've got O9, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, so that's, yeah. So then I think that gives you a nice blend of going through the middle and playing out wide as well. That's an that's a interesting team. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think of things I can criticise. Yeah. I would worry with that that the, the midfield could go, get lost. Yeah. You know, I think because you're essentially just playing McGeoch. Quite attacking. Yeah. But then I, I, the reason I like the back three is because I think you could have one of the back three almost push up when we're on the ball. Which would probably be Flanagan. Yeah, into a sort of centre, yeah, into Flanagan, a defensive midfielder. So he'd probably be the one in the middle and then he could a push bit up. A of fluidity. Exactly, there, yeah. absolutely. Get on it's your not FM. just a 3-5-2. Very fluid. fluid on your FM. Though. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Flanagan would probably be the one in the middle and then he pushes up when we're, when we're attacking um, to kind of cover with McGeoch for the counter-attack so we're not massively um, vulnerable. Fair. Um, I do worry about your... The wings would mm-hmm. probably see the thing I'd worry about because I think if you go Oviedo, yeah, mm-hmm. Adam Matthews is your only right hand sided player, mm. but then I suppose yeah. your number 10s are going to have the ability they could to come out wide, yeah, yeah or nine could come out on the wing fluidity. and then sorry, lads, go out on the left. If I nip the loo now, will I make it back in time for the sign off? Um, to be honest, I mean, I'm probably just going to sign off now. Sorry, anyway. sorry, I didn't mean to cut across but, but that, that pointless said, interjection. That said, if you go, maybe you can get well, like a live update. Honestly, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't yeah. know. I mean, I don't know if there's any like connection between Johnny's Lou and the the the, the regular gents Lou. There is no connection. No, you can probably no. shout at him though. Yeah, yeah. You I'll just like. Outside. Well, there's you know thing where like you put a cup up to the wall and then yes. like, like listen in. I can sort of like communicate via that. I think actually what we might be good is maybe get Johnny to do a little recording like on your phone to yeah. shout through the door and then you can play the recording through the microphone. Yeah, we'll have at least one opinion from Johnny on this pod. We'll yeah, just, we'll, so we'll I just think have you like. Should, you should go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You should go. Get the recording. Um, have have a wee. I presume yeah. you're going for a wee. Yeah, yeah, have a yeah. Wee. It's a wee. It's yeah, a wee. <laughs> 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 Go there. Get your recording. Come back, and then, and then we'll sign it off for good. And then we'll have to think of something to talk about for a couple of minutes. Yeah, am I good? Yeah, am I good? Okay, right, yeah, yeah. right. right. Okay, I'm off. We're off. I'm gonna keep talking away from yeah, the way. Yeah, yeah. He's gone. Indicates that I'm. Yeah, he's further away. Um, so Man City on Tuesday. Yes, we may as well talk a little bit about that. Yeah. Uh, think we're gonna go strong team. I hope so. Makes sense to um, I think so. I think um, we're so close to Wembley now. I, I think it. we should just go for it. Feel it. Exactly. Um, you know, being positive, I think this is hopefully the one season we're in, the checker trade. Well, love... actually, we're in the 21s will be in next year. Well, yeah. The, yeah, the first team, defended. if you like, then. Um, and I love the idea of us winning it, the one season we're in it. Almost yeah. like, yeah, we're in this first season. Yeah, we just might as well win it while we're yeah. here. Um, yeah, I hope we go strong. So do you think... As well, Man City. It's interesting to see what they'll do because obviously yeah. they're playing Burton. Yes, they weren't the very happy Cup. about it, were they? I think they've got an FA Youth Cup game as well. Oh, do they? On the Wednesday. Right. They've basically got three competitive games in two days Yeah, uh, between all their teams. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure they'll be fine. I'm sure they will, but it'll be yeah. interesting to see whether or not which one they prioritise because will he want his under-21s mm-hmm. to play Burton mm-hmm. to get that experience of playing mm-hmm. a competitive game? But then also... How competitive is that Burton game when they've already lost nine? And how really different is it? Because there's a chance that in the Czech trade you could come up against Burton. So yeah. why is it massively different in the Carabao Cup? If it was like if they were playing 
I suppose I wouldn't have won nine nil. But I was going to say if it was uh, against like, yeah, yeah, but the that would West Ham six nil a few years ago. Well, yeah, um, that's true. Um, I don't know. That is suspiciously quick, Alex. You did not wash your hands. I did. I just ran there and back. I'm really quick. Oh yeah, lightning. Mate, I got 56 minutes in the Sunderland 10k. Nice. Yeah. Well Show off. Big flex. <laughs> I was say, nobody cares. Yeah. <laughs> to be Spongebob honest, it's, it's not that impressive, really. Yeah. But did you get did you get recorded? Uh, it was hard. Uh, all I heard was a gentle weeping. I couldn't get much else out of him. I'm afraid. <laughs> oh, fair, fair, fair. At least it was yeah. gentle. Yeah, yeah. There's right. there's worse kinds of weeping you could have. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, we've been talking about the Man City game, so we may as well sign off with a score prediction. Right, everyone. for the Man City so, game, yeah. Alex, yeah. you shoot. Score prediction. Yeah, yeah I'm going to go with 2-1 to Sunderland. Oh, I was going to say that. You can go the same. You can. Yeah, I'll go 2-1 <laughs> as well. Um, but if you go strong team, then I'll go 3-1. Mm. I think I think um, it's going to be an exciting one. I think we're going to win 4-2. Oof. Yeah, just, just throwing that out there. It's worth the not? £5. Pounds. Yeah, yes, so, um, very much worth yeah. the £5. Pounds. Anything else before we sign off? Uh, thanks for having me. Yeah, yeah. that's probably mine. Good, yeah. Yeah, yeah, good debut. Yeah. It was a, 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 we weren't expecting the debut. No, no. Uh, I think obviously last night yeah. you would have had to put a fly thing. It might happen. <laughs> yeah. It could happen. But you could yeah. get, right. on the get on the pitch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's it's a big thing to throw yourself into. You know, it's like when we subbed quarters on for Revier in that in that it's derby exact, game. You know, it's exactly it's, what it, I was thinking. It's literally no different from that. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, Manyang. Yeah. You yeah. played in one of the. Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. So maybe yeah. You, I think you're more of a kid of Manyang. Thanks, man. To be fair, that's that board's better than similar eyes. Oh. You're coming on to me, Connor. So, yeah, good day. You've done well. If you do like five podcasts, you get put in the group chat. So. Sweet. Okay, yeah. four to go. Yeah, yeah. Connor will give you like your loyalty card after this. You can like stamp off this yeah. week. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. yeah very good. Yeah. Um, I'm I like on to it. Yeah. Yeah, Alex. Good. Yeah, thanks good for tolerating you. me again. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Are you on next week? Might be. Don't know. It's Keith Downey next week. Right. Ooh, lovely. So I'm going to make sure I shout like loads of abuse at him for the Sunderland fans because yeah. he gets that on <laughs> yeah. social media. Yeah. People claiming that he's a, a Newcastle, Newcastle fan, fan despite yeah. the fact that he has a thick he's Scottish a, accent. A, a Scottish outspoken Hearts fan, but yeah. no, he's a mag. He's definitely a mag. <laughs> yeah. I love that with all the notes. It's like, definitely a mag. All yeah. the local news people are definitely mags. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so that'll be fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll cool. see you then, Alex. No doubt. Yeah. And I, no game next weekend. No. Still working though, still doing the podcast. Mental. And then we've got a Paul Hetherington podcast, which we recorded, or I recorded mm-hmm. in like November, mm-hmm. that we right. released. And Paul Hetherington, if you didn't know, his dad was the head writer for Sunland of the Chronicle. Mm-hmm. Didn't when, know that. Yes, I think he was the first one. Mm-hmm. Then uh, Paul took the role over mm-hmm. so from his dad. Interesting. And then he ended up working for the Nationals. But he's the guy responsible for bringing Peter Reed to Sunland. Right. He well. broke at that move. Wow. Uh, and there's some interesting stories about yeah, Peter Reid in there. I bet. Potential returns since he left mm. and all that. So there, there's a little tease Lovely. to put in there. Uh, so thanks, guys, for coming on. And, uh, Very welcome. Uh, yeah. It's not often. Oh, we've ran over an hour. That's a shame. Yeah. Blame your wee. Yeah. And pray for Johnny. Pray, pray for Johnny. Pray for Johnny. Mm-hmm. Some exchange betting companies run short-lived promotions, like months-long offers of low commission. At BetDag, we wanted to change the way we did things, so we set our commission at 2% permanently. That's 2% on football, horse racing, golf, almost any sport. 2%. That's just one way that BetDag is changing for the better. For the better, like you.
Betdark, the 2% commission exchange. Over 18s only, please gamble responsibly. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details.